0: what's going on everybody this is justin coming to you live from a rainy cloudy cold san diego california uh not the best weather outlook for our zags who are coming to town this friday but that's neither here nor there we've got an exciting episode for you guys Uh, as always we cover our sports headlines of the week Uh, we'll run through our gonzaga basketball segment looking forward to the michigan state game while also recapping the north florida game uh, then we hop into college football and the NFL, maybe even sprinkle a little bit wild, wide world of athletes. Uh, we've got a ragtag crew tonight. I've got one co-host on the line
1: here. Jake, how are we doing? Hey, Paige. This is uh, co-host Jake up in Seattle. I'm kind of frozen because it's like 38 degrees outside, don't have good insulation, and we don't want to pay a heating bill. So wearing a lot of sweatshirts, but as always, excited to talk about the Zags. Oh man, I, I thought I was cold and it was like 65 today. That's that's pretty tough. I've
0: I've gone back to being a full Cali boy, lost my winter layer, but that's all right. Uh, we've got three interns on the line, but uh, with limited video and audio, uh, we got Coop, Zambi, and Dan here, fellas. How we doing? What's going on, lads? Intern Coop here. Um, and yeah,
2: like Jake, more so Jake than Paige. I don't give Paige any winter credit here. You can fuck <laughs> off with your 65 degree winter <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah, it's a tad bit chilly down here in Portland, a good 40 degrees. Made myself a nice chili, got the space heater out. Um, so that's tough, but we got the Zags and that's all we need. So gotta love it.
3: Yeah. Well, everything you guys are saying, I don't really give two craps about because it's currently 27 degrees in God's country as he calls it Spokane, Washington. Had to battle some snow and ice but like Coop said we're ready to talk some zags and we got the intern Baja here.
4: And what is up everybody? Intern Dan here coming to you from Kirkland. Yes it is it is cold the mornings and the evenings walking the dog. It's beanie season, it's glove season and uh, we are doing our
0: best to survive but The Zags will allow us to make it through these dark, dark days. Oh, yeah. Well, that's funny, Zambi. Also, you mentioned the ice. The funny thing about coming back down to Southern California is nobody knows how to drive when it rains. And it was like pouring rain here the last couple of days. And the driving was just down the gutter, dude. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But I'm going to pass it off to Coop here to get us through these headlines. Thanks,
2: Paige. Well, to kick things off, we have some recruiting news for our Zags as the Zags land a a big-time recruit coming from uh, down under uh, as they land Alex Tui, a power forward in the class of 2023. So good stuff. Gotta love it. Um, And yeah, Jake, as our official international guru, I'm pretty sure I can see your boner from here. So why don't you give us uh, your two cents on this big uh,
1: recruiting news? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my laptop rose ten inches off my lap. There. Um, okay, let's not overexaggerate. Uh, maybe like maybe like two and a half. You know, you know, it depends what measuring system you're using. But uh, I think yeah. I think they use the metric system, so millimeters. So exactly. Yeah, actually, yeah, ten millimeters. Ten, ten meters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's hard to segue back, but really excited. We got to keep that international pipeline open. You know, it's great we're getting all these five-star talents, but, you know, the Eastern block in in Australia and the rest of the world's just going to get better. I think everyone in the NBA is showing us that. Uh, And we got to be the the number one spot for talented recruits. And it sounds like this Alex Tui kid is a hard-nosed scrapper from Australia. I'm picturing, like, a grittier Tilly with probably worse offense but better defense is what i'm i'm envisioning
0: i like that i like that picture jake yeah i've been doing a little bit of a deep dive because it's been a while since the zags have uh have landed an international guy and you know it's just there's just something about landing an international recruit right and and some of my favorite things about this kid is a he's already getting minutes on the australia senior team which is very impressive because australia has a good you know uh you know I guess you call it senior basketball team, but is that like got, what
2: like Josh Giddy plays for?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like they've got like Giddy, Josh Green. Um, obviously, Del Dova is probably still on there somewhere. Uh, maybe Steven he's more- a right
2: chaperone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But um, no, it's, it's great that he's getting that experience already. And I think we're getting a guy that's going to be able to play right away. I don't know how much, uh, but he's a really interesting player. He's like six, seven uh, can handle the ball a little bit. I think he played point guard, uh, for some of his other, uh, FIBA teams. Um, so overall, just a really interesting player. It's, it's going to be cool to see him develop here. Um, but happy, you know, I noticed Jake was getting a little sadder as we kept landing these five stars domestic recruits. Now he's happy again. He gets an international guy. Everything is right in the world.
1: I love, I love good balance because I feel like with, uh, uh, Local recruits, and by lo- local, I'm saying the U.S. You kind of know what you're getting. There's a pretty good, but bo- international players, it's like a mystery box each time. Like you have to <laughs> really dig deep into YouTube to find their highlight videos, and it's like on a shaky camcorder way yeah. back. It's usually like
0: the worst and late least fo- footage you can find. The better the recruit. 100%. Oh,
1: exactly. Like Rui, I no one, I had no idea about this dude. <laughs>
4: But we're stoked. I got a question for, for the group. Zambi, you might know the answer to this. What other Australians
3: have we had in our in our program? No clue. Oh, there was that one sharpshooter we had in like 94 and 95. Uh, what was his name? Grant I wasn't born yet, but uh we talked about it on a previous episode, maybe like a year ago, maybe two years ago. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I,
4: was, I was thinking like, no. I like that's not a, not a group that we typically land. So got a lot, got a of that. And it's taken away from St. Mary's and it's taking, where else was uh, Tui considering? It was
0: like kind of some random school, like Davidson. It was, it was Davidson, Davidson Villanova, and... Michigan, and actually the NBL as well. So he left, he chose to leave home completely, which was I thought was also very interesting. Oh, I loved all the all the stuff he said just about our
4: program and the development and getting a play for somebody like Few seems very very bought in. Um, he's excited to represent the navy blue and white of Gonzaga, is what he said in a quote, which I think is just kind of funny because I never think of us as like, oh, we got to rep the blue and white. But Alex Few, <laughs> very very much on board, mm.
0: very. very I- <laughs> i was just gonna say very normal colors i feel like half of college basketball has
1: this yeah some like shade of blue and like everyone's white so <laughs> i love how he said how australia's biggest basketball strength is their teamwork i was like I'm sorry, I'm that. but i love that mentality coming coming to the zags should fit right in in the culture you just gotta love it i'm bought in i'm bought
0: in on alex too dude. i'm a big alex too guy Fuck yeah.
2: I think we all are. Um, so yeah, love to see it. Another recruit for the class of 2023. Uh, hopefully we get some more, uh, but moving on to some NFL news, uh, the Colts whose season has not gone according to plan whatsoever. I think they're three and six or something, uh, just really haven't panned out, um, fire their head coach over the weekend, Frank Reich. Um, and decided to hire no other than Jeff Saturday, who's been working as a NFL analyst on ESPN. Uh, so kind of a wild boy move.
1: Boys, what are our thoughts? Dude, this this shit is crazy. Like, how are the Colts going to play offense Sunday when they have a coach who's never coached the NFL or college? They have. I don't think they had anyone on their staff who had even like was had been in charge of calling games in an NFL, like, game. Like, and then that you have Sam Ellinger as your quarterback. Like, this is going to be ugly. Yeah, no, I,
3: personally, I I really like the pick. And I don't know if you guys saw the quote from Jim Irsay, but he's like, yeah, he doesn't know the fear and, like, contradiction of trusting analytics, which I think is pretty interesting. And, I mean, like you said, Jake, Ellinger, What's the worst that can go wrong? I mean, he already looks like shit. So I think he'll move the organization in the right direction. Is he a long-term solution? I think time will tell. But I I don't know. I like the pick. It's different. It's refreshing. And we'll see what happens.
4: Question for the group. What what would be like the Gonzaga equivalent of like a Jeff Saturday type of hire? Just like a former player that's never really coached, but people like him. So they're just going to come back and coach.
1: Dick I Al guess I, was gonna say, I say Dick Al.
0: In ten years, Rem would make sense a little bit older.
1: Yeah, I, I almost feel like it's insulting to Rem though because he's at least like yeah, he's been
0: like like in the
1: coaching yeah. circle.
0: True, but Saturday hasn't been really coaching, so it's like someone that hasn't been coaching.
4: Oh,
1: no, wow. he, right? Saturday Rem,
0: coached a high school team. Rem shouldn't be on the
4: list. I you know who my first thought was was like. Robert Sacre. <laughs> just
1: like, Sacray's Sacre's coach of the Zags now. We need Adam Morrison maybe. Yep, exactly. Fury is like, what? He's the radio guy. He's around the team all the time. He was a great. <laughs> who's the who's the Zag that runs Hoopfest? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um, Santangelo. Yeah, Santangelo. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good one too. He just recruits from Hoopfest. <laughs> <laughs> The championship teams. Winning team gets a scholarship. Let's do this.
4: <laughs> if he was recruiting from Hoofest, he would have spent some time on our court, but only watching J-Page. I don't think he'd be too much. In <laughs> Man, this guy can be a real
1: bulldog for me. How old are you, son? 26. <laughs> How many years of eligibility? Five, technically. <laughs> Didn't use them. Didn't use them.
2: Uh good stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, best of luck to Jeff Saturday and the Colts, but, um, moving on a little, uh, baseball update, you know, the close out the season, uh, we all saw, or I don't know if any of us saw the world series for that matter. Uh, but the Astros got it done six games. Uh, I don't know if anyone really gives two shits.
1: Um, any final thoughts fellows? Uh, it just shows that unfairness is still in the world and it's the Houston Astros. It's like, oh god, like when there's tweets about them, it's like, oh, it's it's so good that this city gets a championship without an asterisk. It's like fuck off. Like that's this is the biggest like, don't try to spin this, don't try to make it a redeeming moment. Like it's bullshit. The franchise cheated, they should have faced more punishments. Um and fuck the Astros.
3: Yeah, no, I'm kind of in the same boat. I really have two points here. Uh, I mentioned to the guys on the pre pod that this World Series was the second least watched of all time. Hmm. I think it's kind of a testament to how much the world hears about the Astros. Not as much the Phillies, because I don't know, I kind of like Philly fans, they're fun. But uh, the other part was, uh, <clears throat> I don't know how many of the listeners or um, hosted guests have seen the video of Mattress Mac just getting in a shouting match outside of uh, one of the games that the Astros lost. It's like people kind of on Jake's segment, it's like, oh, he does so much for the community. It's like, dude, you just advertise all your bets, like all year. And it's like 75 million. No, you hedged all those bets. Screw you, Mattress Mac. Fuck the Astros.
4: Yeah. Fuck the Astros. I was, I was rooting hard for the Phillies. I, I was watching that World Series. It was it was electric at times, um, but yeah, the Astros still will have the asterisks. Good for Dusty Baker. I hate Altuve. Can't stand Bregman. Jordan Alvarez, pretty dope. Former former Dodger. Zoe's not feeling the Astros. Yeah, I
2: mean to Zambi's point. Just as I like finally like closed out, I felt like more people cared about the whole Mattress Mac bet over this actual World Series. So that just kind of goes to show that, you know, wasn't a whole lot of interest there. But uh moving on, last but not least, a little uh Zags in the NBA update. Uh, no other than Kelly Olenek, um is putting on a show for the Jazz, who I think are still leading the West right now at mm-hmm. like nine and
1: three. Just Uh, made it 10 and three with a win over the Hawks today. Well, there you go. Uh, Well, Jake, I mean, you're the only one
2: uh, who's watching these games. So uh, why don't you give us a little uh, update on what Kelly's been up to?
1: Um, Yeah. He, he's just um, in a word been balling him and Lori Markinen are just doing some just stretch four and five work in Utah jordan clarkson is going off it's just an electric team um fun fact for you guys um uh, you know who's leading the nba in three-point percentage this year kelly olenek with 56 <laughs> percent. he's shooting for the season right now wow. so is this sustainable who knows probably <laughs> not probably not first in the west but uh i think they're really fucking up danny angels angels plan to take For the first overall pick uh yeah (laughs) i think
2: his plan was very much like yo let's suck a lot of ass and get uh (laughs) that's not really uh (laughs) the players have a mind of their own right now so uh
1: great for kelly not so great for the future of the jazz organization at what point um if you're the jazz ownership do you buy into the season like how many wins does it take how good your does your record have to be where you have to be like okay i guess we'll focus on playoffs like and and how to progress
2: i have a i have a, like a quick does any like i feel like this team reminds me of like that hawks team that was like super good in like i think like 2014 2015 when they, oh, had, like, yeah, kyle, but, when they uh, had kyle corver and stuff they were like just randomly really fucking good but they yeah. like
1: know, know like all stars, who was? Oh, it, it's the guy who's on the Celtics now. Was their center uh, ship? What's his name? Orf, what's Al Orf. Horford. Yes. Yeah. I feel like this is like that's this is like that's like the Jazz this year, right? Just effort and teamwork, and you yeah. know, th- no one expects them to be good, and they just keep winning. But they're gonna like get to the playoffs as like a four seed and lose in the first round, and then. Oh. <laughs> That would be hilarious. But, I mean, look (laughs) at Minnesota right now with Gobert and Towns just not working. They're struggling. They gave up so much to get him. Just kind of funny. Cleveland doesn't have to feel bad. They're doing amazing with uh, Donovan Mitchell. But I'd I'd be worried if I was a Timberwolves fan.
4: Real quick on the Zags in the NBA, I I feel like Jalen Sugg is taking a little bit of a step with that performance against the against the warriors was that was that last week that was, that
1: was late last week I think yeah late last week
4: he he was like single-handedly outplaying Steph Curry it was awesome and then he had a sick walk on Luca tonight did you guys see that
1: yeah he like the the magic today were the first team to hold Luca under 30 points
4: yeah, he had a dope chase down block, like LeBron esque, just off the off the backboard. So very cool seeing him healthy balling. How's uh, Kispert been doing
1: since he come, Since he came back, um, they plugged him into the starting lineup. Where I think I think Beal has been injured or resting or something. He's been doing okay. The Wizards just are just always streaky. Uh, and then in other sad news, Zach Collins is injured again, out for four weeks with something about his fibula. That doesn't sound promising. No, it's um, it's yeah. a bummer.
3: That guy is is made out of glass. I'm pretty sure he uh, fractured it. Oh. tough, Ooh. tough,
0: tough break. Poor guy, man. That guy has all the potential in the world. Yeah. No. Um, but that concludes this
2: week's headlines, fellas.
0: Paige, I'll let you take us to Zagland. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to Zagland. Buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a crazy season. Uh, we just had our first real game, counts for our uh, our record. Uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs beat North Florida, one hundred four to sixty three. Fellas, give me your thoughts. What do we think about this game?
3: Uh,
1: yeah. Oh. oh, you got it, Zambi.
3: I appreciate
1: Jake. Uh,
3: yeah, so I actually had the privilege of going to the game. Uh, initial thoughts, the teal jerseys looked awesome. Kind of Flint tropic but they looked good. So I was really happy with that. Um, Stroth- Stroth- Strother just looked like an absolute athlete out there. And then you could just tell Timmy was just above the rest of the guys, just doing what he does. Um, and then one of the bigger things, I think, was um, – getting to watch malachi smith he plays with a lot of power and strength and i don't know he could be a dark horse this year um have we got to see my boy dom harris out there and uh my one takeaway was uh i was like yeah you know joe few looks a lot smaller in person i didn't realize his mom was like sitting right in front of me so felt kind of bad about that but i don't know if she heard it <laughs> nonetheless the zags looked a lot better than the, the scrimmage and i think we'll be a little bit more oiled up for. Um, Michigan State coming up.
0: Yeah, definitely. God, we had some boots on the ground. Um, Jake, what were your
1: thoughts this week? I mean, I completely agree with everything Zambi said. I think what I took away the most was the defensive intensity we played with. Like, everyone from Timmy down was diving on the floor, going after loose balls, scrapping. What? was it salas who had like six steals or something like that oh no no it was watson who had was it i think he had five yeah just crazy like i mean when our defensive lineups we can put out there with the length and range and athleticism of the reed watson salas uh what is it like seer and malachi like that we were throwing some crazy lineups out there and I loved it all. Like, I think we really showed that we listened from the lackadaisical defense in the Tennessee game. I was just really pleased to see the the effort that we applied. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent.
0: I think they even threw out a four guard lineup out there without Strother. Um, I think it was Reed was in the middle and then it was Salas, Hickman, Bolton and Smith. Maybe. Uh, but anywho, Coop, what did you think of the game? Uh yeah, I don't have
2: too much more to add beyond what Zami and Jake just said. Um, I was really only able to tune to the second half, but like what I saw, um I really like Malachi Smith. I think that guy brings a different uh um a different dimension to this team. He's incredibly quick and, like, has great ball control. So, I think having him – because he came off the bench, right? Correct. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I think having him come off the bench is, like, really good for us as far as, you know, kind of keeping a steady pace when Hickman or Strother go out so there's not a huge drop-off in offensive production. Um, And I, I think Afton Reed, to my, to my surprise, I really thought that guy would be serious uh, cookie dough this year but I think that guy is either in the oven at a nice 350, or he's just out of the oven. So, um, I think he's, uh, he's going to be a great
1: addition for our front court and really help us out. Oh yeah. Completely agree with that. Coop. I mean, it's crazy how deep this team is all eight of our like rotation people scored six or more points like, and with six of those eight being in double digits. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with uh,
3: Coop and uh, Jake here. Aston Reed looked pretty good. Uh, doesn't look huge in terms of mass, but, I mean, he's still a presence and he plays hard. So I was really ha- happy with what I saw. Yeah, definitely.
0: Dan, any closing thoughts on this game? I think you guys are are uh,
4: hitting on everything. I think really the the big thing that stood out to me was just that overall just effort and intensity that was – lacking at times I think previously so that was great to see I mean our offense should be absolutely nasty with just weapons all over the place obviously we're we're not shooting from three the way that we would like to but I don't you know similar to last year I don't know if we need to shoot three that much um, I'd say the one observation that I had that has me a little little not like worried but something that we need to really be focused on especially playing Michigan State is I feel like we gave up a lot of bad offensive rebounds. So just that, that to me was one thing I would have liked to see differently, but oh, all in all for the first game and seeing those guys get acclimated, um, I really, really like Malachi Smith. I think he's going to be awesome. And uh, Razier Bolton too, just like him being back and just swapping threes and just getting hot like that. And he's so damn fast. Like it, it was, we got a, we, we've got a squad for sure. It's going to be fun to watch him actually play real teams.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, to recent memory, probably the deepest, most athletically deep team. It feels like one to nine. You know, Zag's got dudes that can that can go out there and, and keep up with the quickest of them, fastest of them, most explosive of them. Um, <clears throat> but real quick, guys, let's rattle off an MVP uh, from each one of you. I don't know if we can do repeats, whatever. But Jake, lead us off. Who is your MVP of this game?
1: Oh god, this is this is a tricky one for MVP. I'm gonna go with I'll say not the most obvious candidate. I'm gonna go Nolan Hickman. Um he only had six points, but he also had five assists and I think three rebounds to go on top. Super efficient shooting, no turnovers. It's exactly what we need him to do. And he needs to just keep developing into the next Nemhard, next, you know, next elite point guard who runs this offense. I'll give it to to Hickman.
0: I like it. Dan, who'd you have for MVP? Oh, God. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily the MVP,
4: but the guy that stood out to me as like, oh, boy, he got a lot better. Julian Strother, I think, just with the way that he can put on the deck and finish. And he's not just a shooter. It reminds me a ton of uh, Corey's uh, last year when he came back and, got the NBA feedback and he was all of a sudden just attacking off the dribble, getting to the rim, all that, and while still being able to shoot the shit out of it. Um, <clears throat> I think Strather for me definitely has my attention. And I think he's going to be somebody that's going to be, you know, a big time national contender when it comes to, you know, best
0: three, four, whatever you want to call him. I like that. I like that. He's a big body too. So you could definitely take care or take advantage of that. Uh, Zambi, who'd you have for MVP?
3: Yeah, initial thought is I want to go with Malachi. Um, Zane's probably going to text us in the group chat in very angry words, but I got to go with my boy Anton. Um, he was playing a lot of confidence. He put up 10 points, four rebounds, four assists, and five steals, only two turnovers. I think uh, this might be the game that I know we say it a lot, but this could be the stepping stone. And I think he played really well and um, looked a little bit more composed than he did against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely was more efficient uh, and it was a force on defense for sure. Coop, who do you have?
2: Uh, I mean, I think you can make a case for a lot of guys this game. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll say something about Malachi. I mean, like I said before, um i think he brings a different dimension you know can really you know get down the court uh great ball control great vision um and he knows uh you know kind of when to go up and when or when to dish it out and just knows you know when to make the right play so i think that's huge for us um if he's not in the starting lineup he'll definitely be our sixth man and i think if he can average anywhere from 12 to 15 points a game give us one or two big threes i think we're gonna be in a great position to win a lot of games this year
0: yeah yeah, he plays with a really, really good pace. He really knows his his limitations, you could say, because he's really not the most explosive guy. Uh, but he's got a really good feel for attacking the rim, and he's a really good rebounder for a guard. Um, so love what you said there, Coop. And I'm going to go with you know just our uh, our senior preseason All American guy, Drew Timmy. <laughs> uh, the one thing that stuck out to me was it was early on in the game. And he's diving for loose balls, getting turnovers. And I think, you know, as a leader and, and, and seeing someone on your team who is like a leader doing that right out of the gate and someone who's got a lot to lose, you know, for more or for lack of a better words. Um, seeing that guy just dive for a loose ball like that, that's got to get the whole team fired up. You know, he's really got to be the leader this year. And I think seeing him do stuff like that, it's only going to inject the team with more energy, you know. Um, So I thought that was really awesome on top of his, you know, 22 points uh, and his incredible offensive game. Um, But let's look forward to this Friday, boys. We've got old Sparty from the Big Ten Fraudulent Conference coming (laughs) down to San Diego, meeting us in my hood. They think they can step into my hood um, and take on our Zags, but definitely a big, big first game. Um, They're not quite the typical Michigan State team um i'll go ahead and give you guys a rundown real quick um a lot of it's definitely a more experienced team um they've got a lot of juniors and seniors in their starting lineup most notably tyson walker i believe he was a potential transfer candidate for the zags a year or two ago um came from northeastern but he's a good guard averaged eight and a half points last season um they've also got super super senior joey hauser i swear this guy's been playing forever uh, but another, you know, quality player they have there for Old Sparty, um, and a, a couple other guys. They, they've got a lot of experience overall. It was my biggest takeaway with their bench being filled out by mostly transfers as well as um, some intriguing freshmen. But besides that, you know, we can only control what we can control, boys. Uh, what do we want to see on this lovely Friday afternoon matchup in San Diego, California? Jake, lead us off.
1: Um, I want to see. strother show everybody that he's better than hauser like unquestioningly uh offensively i want him to just explode which i think he always does but i really want him to show the world that his defense is no joke and i want him to just just dominate that hauser matchup
0: i like it i like it yeah i think he's definitely got the upper hand um but you know as we saw with Tennessee they got to take action on it and they've got to execute Coop what do you want to see this week
2: um I would love to see a big game from Nolan Hickman you know the coming out party so to speak um the past two years we've had teams led by Jalen Suggs and Emhard so I mean those are big fucking shoes to fill but I think Hickman's right the film and so if he could have come out have a big game and you know, really show the people that he's the man for the job to run this team from a point guard perspective. I think that'd be huge for his confidence. So, I'd love to see a big game from that guy.
0: Yeah, Michigan State's definitely got some solid guards, um, experienced guards, as I mentioned earlier. So it'll be a good test for him. Um, he's also got backup, of course, with some experience on our end. Um, but it's going to be an interesting game overall. It's uh, it's going to be outdoors, as you guys know. Um, and I've watched these games because it's kind of a San Diego tradition, um, every once in a while and they can get a little sloppy. So it's going to be crucial to have good play from Nolan Hickman. Who's got the keys to our offense, Dan, what do you want to see this week?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, specifically because it is outdoor, I think that I want to see us not settle for jumpers and pound it inside, let drew go to work. And really, I think what would be huge for this team is for Anton to have a similar type of impact against a legitimate opponent, not North Florida. (laughs) Um, I think if, if uh, Anton can, can be consistent and show up when the lights are bright as well against good teams, that, that gives us as Cooper has been saying a whole nother dimension. Um, So I'm, I'm uh, wanting to see more from uh, the pride of Spokane.
0: I like it, yeah. It would be nice to see him put it together a full, complete game. You know, against a, a true or opponent. Uh, Zambi,
3: what do you got this week? Oh uh, man, you caught me with a full mouth of Ruben. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, Anton Watson. Uh, obviously Dan just took that. Um, I think what I want to see is just solid defense and a good transition game. Cause we all saw what happened with Tennessee. We just didn't have transition. So I think if we have those two pieces working, uh, we'll end up okay. And I guess the question we have NASA so, page, are you going the game? Uh, sorry, I'm not, um, it was kind of tough
0: to like, I didn't even really hear about tickets going on sale. And it, I think I'm, you had to be like
1: in the service or like friends with a service member.
0: Yeah. You had to get like cleared to go on for sure um so i was just really not worth the time or the effort um
1: i wouldn't trust you on an aircraft (laughs) it's
0: it's getting chilly down here in san diego i don't want to be outside Uh,
1: (laughs) you'll have to break
0: out your car to get here soon page no i will not be in attendance uh unfortunately but i will be watching of course and uh locked in as always um key for me I think just to kind of reiterate what you guys said, I just want to see us go to work inside. I've seen these games. I remember San Diego state played there once and it was a huge deal. They had a preseason, they had a high ranking um, this particular season and they ended up losing. I think they were just settling for jumpers. I, that's like the one thing I remember. They just kept settling for like free throw line, elbow jumpers off, off of dribble drives. And it just, it was just sloppy. So Get ready for a sloppy game, boys, um, because I don't think – it's just a completely different game, honestly, uh, outdoor versus indoor. Um, So let's just pound it inside, give it to Timmy, let him go to work, and then let's get get gritty on defense. Um, But moving into another mini-segment, we can call it, the uh, Gonzaga wins if Michigan State wins if. Do we want to start as Gonzaga wins if first or do both at the same time?
1: Um, I just, I vote let's do both. All right,
0: Cooper. Since this was your suggestion, you get to lead us off. Gonzaga wins if. Uh, I
2: think Gonzaga wins if we stick to know to what we know best. We pound it inside with Timmy. We let Timmy do his thing, um, and get back on defense. I think it's pretty pretty simple. I mean, to your point, Page. I think it's gonna be a pretty sloppy game. I expect it to be relatively low scoring, probably wouldn't bet the <laughs> over this game, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, pound inside, let Timmy do his thing, kick it out when he's doubled, and let Strother walk threes.
0: Pretty simple. Uh, then, what if, what does Michigan State have to do to win this game?
2: Uh, I think for Michigan State, I think you know, Tom Izzo, he's a great coach. I think he's He's gonna do what he can to control the pace of this game. Uh, try to make Timmy a non-factor and really play in the half court. I think if it's a half court game and they can make you know open shots, uh, whether that's Hauser or don't they have like a Hall?
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. If they're if they're hitting their threes, it'll be it'll be a close game. So he's gonna to try to make this a half court game for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Michigan State will always play tough. I don't think they have quite the talent they usually do, but they're going to be a tough team regardless. Um, Jake, what do you got for Gonzaga wins if?
1: Okay, Um, I'll say Gonzaga wins if. Oh, man, wins if. There's so many options because, you know, we're so versatile. Um, I'll say Gonzaga wins if Anton Watson has 16 points or more. I think we there's many other ways we can win without that happening. But if Watson gets to that amount of points, I think that means the entire offense is open up and there's, there's no way we lose that. Um, or he's hitting his pickup or his putbacks. Exactly. Hey, you know, tip, miss your shot, grab the rebound, make it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd say Michigan state wins if they can Limit their turnovers to under, I'll say, seven. Um, I think our offense is too good uh, to let us have the chance to run. I think that we show that in North Florida. And if our team can combine a turnover-heavy defense with our offense, we'll just basically be unstoppable. So I think Michigan State's best hope is to kind of slow the game down a bit, limit turnovers, uh, try to force us into kind of mid-range jumpers like I was saying and um yeah just their their best chance is to play a clean game like it Dan what do you got and
0: this is like there's just obvious stuff every time we do this <laughs>
4: um my Gonzaga wins if we uh force Michigan State to hit tough shots. If we play that defense that we played against UCLA, I don't see a Cody Riley type figure that is going to uh, make, make those, those shots that have no business being made. Um, And just, you know, if we can play good defense there, like everyone's saying, get us out and running. Um, I think, I think really we're going to win this game on the, on the defensive side. And like I was saying earlier, gotta, gotta clean up the glass, gotta win the rebound battle. Um, Michigan State wins if they just out physical and out tough us, uh, which I think um, Timmy said something about like, hey, you're, when you play Michigan State, you can't go out there and um, you know try and be pretty because you're gonna get your ass kicked. And we got to get ready to you know get in and get our nose dirty. I think he said um, that's exactly what what Michigan State's gonna want to do, and we got to answer the bell. We got to show that uh, we can we can stand up in that kind of game, and we're not gonna roll over um and the game itself is going to be just so strange. I was just looking at pictures of the Carrier Classic in the past and it's like how the hell do these guys just play basketball there and act like it's normal. Uh depth perceptions off, everything's weird, uh but it's going to be to be very cool. So I uh I do think that uh, we will still find a way to win that one.
0: There you go. What about uh Michigan State? Uh
4: Michigan State they win if they out of us, out physical us.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at pictures of the Carrier Classic too. <laughs> uh, all right, Zambi. Hit me with something I haven't heard yet.
3: Well, I fucking love this Reuben sandwich. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> I think uh, Gonzaga wins if we can defend the three well. That's honestly the biggest thing. Uh, I mean, on top of everything else, everyone said so far. And I think Michigan State wins if it keeps pouring cats and dogs in San Diego.
1: (laughs) I like that. There you go.
0: There you go. All right. Well, uh, for me personally, I don't think I need to say anything on the Zag side. I think they're definitely heavily, heavily favored in this one. I think the one thing that could cause some issues in this type of game and could lead to a potential Michigan State win is if Timmy gets in foul trouble. And their guards play the game of their life. Um, I think that's where it could get a little tricky, but I still think we have a path to victory. Um, All righty, wrapping it up. Game predictions, fellas. What do we got for scores? Jake, lead us off.
1: Okay. The score of this game will be drumroll. It is going to be 87 to 76, Gonzaga. Whew timmy leads all scores, 28 points it's a lot of points for a aircraft carrier jake (laughs) yeah because the threes aren't going to be falling and timmy's just going to tiptoe his way into 28
0: tiptoeing in his jordans all right Coop, what do you got um i'm gonna go
2: uh i'm gonna go 74 60 um just i just like i like us you know and uh not necessarily it out game, but, you know, controlling the pace, you know, making the easy looks, hitting a big three here and there. Um, so, yeah, give me seventy four sixty 60 uh, with uh, Timmy, you know, just getting it done down low. He'll get his. He'll get an easy 22-24 points
4: and secure the dub. There we go. Dan? Uh, I'm also going to keep it in the lower scoring area. I think Zags 72, Michigan State 61. Nice little 11 point win. Um, curious what the spread will be on this. I have no idea how to set this line with this game. Like, what
0: I do feel you guys like
4: think? It's
2: like, it's like eight and a half?
1: I was thinking like double digits feels a little crazy. Hand palm has it at 82 74, Gonzaga. Wow. That's only eight. Um, So
4: there you go, Coop. That's pretty close to the line. But yeah, I, I, I see us winning this game. Um, I think, you know, a guy like Drew comes back uh, to college, not only for the NIL money, but for opportunity to play big games. Yes. This isn't, you know, the most talented Michigan state team, but anyone that loves college basketball knows what, you know, a win against a coach Izzo team um, means. And I think that Drew is going to love that opportunity and, Go out and get her done, and drink some Dos
0: Equis after, because apparently that's his favorite beer. Oh, all right, Zambi. I hope that Reuben has been uh, demolished. What do you got for the game prediction?
3: Oh man, we still got a quarter left, but um, my prediction is none of the guys on the podcast will get anything productive done past three thirty p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. I think the score is going to end up being probably seventy 76- six. 62 Michigan State keeps it close but then we pull away at the end and uh, let's see I think player of the game I think it's going to go off for like 2010 and that's my prediction all right
0: very nice. Uh, I'll just give a quick game prediction. I was looking at the score of the San Diego State Syracuse game that was played nine nine years ago on this aircraft carrier. The 62 to 49, Syracuse won. Uh, so I'm gonna go Zags win 63 to 50.
1: Oh. That game sounds gross.
0: gonna be a gro- I'm just letting you know, Jay. And it's it's funky because like it's like su- it's like sunny out and there's shadows and shit like you don't typically play with. I don't know. It's gonna be a funky game, but uh, that's our Gonzaga segment this week. Jake, take us into the land of college football.
1: Thank you, Paige. I take us as well, always into the beautiful land of losing money and watching college football. That is our college football parlays. Um. The, the podcast split this week, it was a combined three and three, which is a pretty good week for us. You know Uh, for any of you who are, are fading us. I assume no one's following us. You push this week. So apologies. Um, We'll start with team interns. We'll start out with Zambi because he has some crow to eat. He chose Clemson minus three and a half over Notre Dame. Um, Zambi, what point of the game did you give up that spread?
3: Well, I honestly did not watch the game at all. I was watching my little bro push some weight. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was a good bet at the time. I feel like I've known that Clemson's been frauds, but I figured three and a half was worth the risk. And, um, yeah, speaking of losing money, I think I owe you a lot of money, Jake, so I need to do some more math on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, back alley <laughs> man. Coop, did you watch this game?
2: I did not. I was uh at a concert Saturday, so I did not get to watch. I was tuned in via the box score on ESPN, and I was uh thoroughly impressed.
1: It, uh, it was an awesome game to watch. Just our cornerbacks were killing it, and our running backs, and that's all it was. like, I think that we had 280 rushing yards compared to 90 receiving, which is, is nuts in today's day and age. Did uh did they bench DJ? Oh yeah. They they benched DJ and then the first pass of the backup quarterback was an interception, and then they went back to DJ. It was just <laughs> brutal. Like they basically waved the white flag uh like five minutes into the second.
4: Yeah, Clemson has no idea what they're doing there. I don't think DJ is long for this world. Cooper Cooper called it. Um, one thing, just talking about Notre Dame that really stood out to me, is that broadcast just absolutely sucks now. With Jack Collinsworth, oh, yep. Jason Garrett. That is, you, you have to mute them. It is so bad.
1: Went from Mike Tarico to fucking Collinsworth Jr. Like, it's brutal.
4: He is horrible. Probably like the worst play-by-play guy I've ever heard in that national setting.
1: I'd agree. Well, we'll move on to a more, uh, actually not really exciting, but I'll say more prominent game. Cooper had Georgia uh, minus eight over Tennessee. Zane, who's not on the pod, had the flip side of this. Uh, Cooper, would you like to brag about your pick right now?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, there was really never a doubt here. Um, everyone's been on their hands and knees sucking off Tennessee, <laughs> um, which is rightfully deserved. I'll give them credit. I mean, they've been, you know, they've had their big win against Bama. They've been, everyone saying, you know, uh, just like 98. So I give them credit there. But George is the reigning national champ, and they've been getting a lot of disrespect. I think George was chomping at the bit for this game, and they proved that Saturday. So easy luck um should have bet the mortgage on it but um yeah
1: that's all I have to say yeah I, I completely agree I think Georgia saw that four in their rankings last week and they're like what the fuck are you talking about we're fourth or third. was it third second it just wasn't first I know um uh, <laughs> moving on uh Dan you had I won't I won't call it a bad beat you had Kansas State plus two and a half over Texas. What they lost by seven, I believe.
4: And they lost by four. Ooh, see, so yeah,
1: that's w- about as close as you can be. Then they were getting rocked, and then they came storming
4: back, and I was feeling good, but uh, wasn't meant to be. Um, I I really liked Kansas State in this game, actually, and I still I still liked them, but you know, I'll take it. It's not the worst bet we've we've certainly made on this on this year program. Okay. That's for sure.
1: There have been far worse ones, and. Than- I'm sure there'll be worse yet to come. So I'll touch on the host real, pick, real quick. I had Wazoo uh, minus five and a half over Stanford. This game was never in question. Go Cougs. They uh, they didn't Coug it. They just kind of rammed it down Stanford's throat and just uh, ran away with it. Um, next, we have Paige. You had NC State plus four and a half over Wake Forest. Uh, I believe NC State ended up winning this game, right? Couldn't tell you. Didn't watch it. Okay. Well, you won. So congratulations, bud. Guys, I'm on a heater right now. I'm telling you. Paige is – what is this? Four in a row for you? Four in a row, baby. Pretty impressive. Just need –
0: I think Zane's kind of on a cold streak right now.
1: Zane is on a cold streak. Maybe pick Um, it up a little bit. I don't know. He does. He was – I – there was some discord in the, the host group chat when we were discussing picks. Uh, you know, a lot of egos, a lot of big egos. Everyone's an alpha dog here, <laughs> so that's the problem. You know, when, when I'm an alpha dog and Zane tries to be an alpha dog, it's just two alphas in the room and it's just too much. But I digress. Uh, who has first pick? Team interns or team hosts? think the interns have it all right who's going first interns
4: can i can i go for it boys right. take the floor dan you seem the most confident this week all right i'm going with my tcu Hornfrogs frogs plus seven at texas
1: plus 7 over Texas. Very nice dan You you are you worried that Texas might burn you twice? Ooh. Well,
4: Texas has burned me more than I ever can be burned in my life going back to my young days watching the old Trojans. So uh <laughs> no, I don't think they'll burn me twice. They've already burned me and d- done done enough damage. I'm just numb to it at this point.
1: Damn. That got uh that got depressing, but I like the pick. Um do you, speaking of TCU, how does everyone feel about TCU being ranked fourth right now?
4: It's hard to argue it. I mean, they beat ranked teams. They're undefeated. Um, I feel like they. it's like total fool's gold, though. I, they're just
2: – I don't know. Uh, a blowout is inbound for TCU at some point. And it could be this
1: game, but Dan was confident, so I like the pick. I like it. That's a good teammate there, Coop. Um, we'll jump down to team host uh, page. Should we just pick Zane's pick for him that he texted? Should we should we save that one? Should we save that? Okay, yeah. You go first. What, what pick does the hot hand page have? You want me to go first? Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I really like the one Zane gave us, one of them. I'm
1: going LSU
0: minus three over Arkansas.
1: Lsu minus three over Arkansas.
3: Go Tigers.
1: I don't know. I, I I'm going with the team and I support the team's pick, but I feel I it just makes me nervous betting against Arkansas at Arkansas. True, but it's it's a pretty small margin. It's a field goal. True. And Brian Kelly beat Bama. So, like, who had that on their bingo card at the beginning of the year? <laughs> especially after that start dude. Right. I certainly didn't thank God. Honestly, Marcus Freeman beat Clemson the same day. Or there would have been a lot of talks about, Oh, Brian Kelly beat Alabama and you know, Notre Dame hasn't had a good win. Like it, it really lined up nicely because that could have been a very shitty story. Yeah. I was trying to get that, that chatter started when I asked who the
0: uh, who, who Brian Kelly used to coach. Oh yeah. You're, you're not going to make me
1: miss Brian Kelly. Study coach for Oregon. You're thinking chip Kelly. I know I'm messing with you. Oh, <laughs> Oh, you, you scamp. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving back up to interns. Uh, what's your guys' second pick? Zambi. So, you want it?
3: Yeah, I want it. Um, because I think this is, what uh Zane's pick is I'm taking University of Oregon minus uh 13 and a half against the UW
1: Huskies Ooh. I love that pick Zambi. thank you I was also going to say
3: Paige I feel like that LSU game is a trap game
0: could be but I like the line baby I like the line but tigers
1: okay. spring their traps. <laughs> um, I I think I like that pick. I think U Dub's a little overrated, but I can't really get a grip on them. Um. Also, what does does the group is Bo Nix a serious Heisman candidate? He's got to be. I think uh, uh, outside of the Georgia game, like
4: I mean. Typically, like, one bad performance can lose you the Heisman,
1: but luckily for him it was week one, so it opens the door. Yeah, especially with Bryce Young kind of struggling. And then Stroud had the the bad game this weekend. It wasn't, like, like, a downpour, but still, you play in Ohio. I feel like it's CJ Stroud to
4: lose. I know a guy – uh, where's number 13 for the USC Trojans that's definitely climbing oh nope oh. he sucked against Oregon State
1: he's nope. gonna he probably the lose to Arizona or something oh, they're gonna lose to Notre Dame Notre Dame's gonna beat you with 310 rushing yards from their fullback oh. <laughs> uh, when is that game that's uh last week of the the
0: season oh baby well, last week of November we need some kind of wager on this game between Team USC versus Team Notre Dame, we, we definitely
3: there.
1: will. there. There uh, will be. We're planning some action. Ooh. Uh, I'll move down to my pick, and uh, I'm just going with the most talented team. Covering, I'm going to go Georgia minus sixteen and a half. Um, over what they're playing, Mississippi State.
4: That was also on my list, Jake, but I like to tease you more.
1: Um, I, I mean, my reasoning is pretty simple. I watched that Tennessee-Georgia game. I'm like, holy shit. And I know this isn't at Georgia, but I think Georgia is just running away with it. And this is I, – I don't think they're going to slow down. Jake, are you worried about the Tennessee hangover, though? Um, A little, but – if the national championship hangover didn't hit them and like i i i think these uh i think georgia has more pride in itself than to say beating tennessee at georgia is our big game so uh you could be right i hope you're not fair enough okay we'll see if, uh, that moves
4: us to eat. you Coop. Real quick, we'll see if Mike Leach will uh let his team sit on the sideline this game. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> that that was wild. Was was that for his receivers?
4: Yeah, he was calling out his receivers for like just being soft and have like T Rex arms and. He said that they don't deserve to sit because they're playing like shit. So he just wait. Up. Did he
2: did he like fully them full like take the bench away from them or something?
4: Dude, he, he was he's folding up the chairs in the middle of the game and just throwing them on the ground. <laughs>
2: I mean, he's also the coach that like I think locked a player in like the equipment room or something at Texas. So <laughs> that I'm doesn't right. that doesn't shock me in the slightest from Mister uh, from Mister Leach.
1: Yeah, uh, any team that blows a seventeen point lead against Auburn. Um, I think Georgia is gonna eat. Yeah. Okay, Coop. Who are you going with for your your trifecta? Uh I think I am
2: gonna go a little big ten action here. Um, this team sucks against the really good teams, but they're great against the shitty slash mid ones. So give me uh no other than Penn State minus 10 against the Maryland Terror. Terps, ter- terrapins. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, we'll give it to.
4: Should be easy win. I do think we we've taken Penn State a couple times, and typically it tends to work out.
3: Yeah,
2: I I honestly love that pick. I don't know if James Franklin has a win against a top five team, but he wins like all the like average ones.
1: So <laughs> when the lights are, he's the, the Kirk cousins of college football.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. And that just leaves Zane, our man, not in attendance. Uh He's doing a strategy that old Jake was trying to do for a while. He's going Indiana plus 40 <laughs> against Ohio state. <laughs> oh, um i hope you guys did you guys not learn your lesson just because zane picked it i know it's gonna hit i know if i had picked this game no way but that (laughs) ass what was was the spread for the iowa game (laughs) it was i want to say 35 or something (laughs) it was uh it was large we ride well i i like i i feel like all these picks this week, pretty reasonable to me. I feel like there's been some weeks I've looked at the board, and I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> is this is this the week, fellas? Come on, let's let's just run the board. Let's go six for six. Come then on. go out to like get pancakes or something as a team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we'll, we'll still be in debt, right? Also will
1: still
2: very much be in the red. Oh
1: yeah, but you know it makes you forget your debt. Some pancakes. Some <laughs> birthday, little bacon. It's a really good point.
3: Ooh, what about like some huckleberry syrup?
1: Oh yeah. Ooh. Now Zambi gets it.
3: Yeah, no. I found this place in a Spokane. It's called Waffle Shack.
1: Ooh.
3: I'm assuming they do pancakes as well, but it might just be waffles. I don't know. <laughs> What's, I'm that? Not What's that?
1: the What's
3: What's like the fantasy challenge? Like, for
2: if you lose your like fantasy league, you have to like go um, to like a waffle house. I know what it is. It's And you have to be in a Waffle House for 24 hours and for every like pancake or waffle you eat, you get like an hour knocked off.
0: Yep. Do, oh.
2: we, do we do something along those lines?
1: My, for what competition? Maybe for the Notre Dame USC competition? <laughs> Hang on. What is this?
4: I, I missed this. I, I totally just spaced. So for if...
2: If you lose, like I know it's fairly popular in fantasy football leagues where if you lose, you have to go to a diner, waffle house, IHOP, something along those lines. And you have to sit in a booth or a table for 24 hours. And for every pancake or waffle you eat, you get an hour knocked off. So I I feel like most people try to like tackle like 12 to 15 pancakes or waffles
0: that's a lot of pancakes
2: and waffles. Yeah, I mean, those <laughs> things are fucking fat, dude. <laughs> oh god,
1: my record then,
4: is six. You have to be there for nine hours. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my record is six. Oh, you'd have to stay there eighteen hours. You got to eat more than six, or else I don't think the restaurant's open. <laughs> you're just you're just chilling with some bombs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't know if you guys
3: saw it on Twitter. Uh, last season there was a guy from Seattle, it Some mutual, it wasn't a mutual uh, Twitter follower, but as a friend of a friend, that was his punishment. And he had to stay at the Capitol Hill IHOP for 24 oh. hours and was just live tweeting it. Oh. And I felt so bad, I, I <laughs> responded to him like, hey, we're pulling for you, man. If you need backup, like, let us know. Fully knowing I wasn't going to go to that IHOP, but
1: it actually happened very close to Jake. Ooh, oh, that is a shitty IHOP. Jesus. <laughs> that's tough. All right, but yeah. I'm still, I'm
2: still very I'm still a huge proponent of doing the liver king challenge though. I think that's my number one.
0: Oh you need to do that one. No. Nope.
2: Why
1: <laughs> why do you just want to eat the liver?
2: <laughs> why don't you want to eat liver, Jake? Yeah, yeah
3: Jake.
1: Because it's liver. All oh. right. I'll we'll pass it on off to Zambi for for NFL.
3: All right. Well, good news, boys, is the Ruben has been deleted. So no more interruptions here. We're going to NFL headlines and Justin Fields. He's that guy. Jake, lead us off.
1: I mean, what is there to say? The man set the single uh, single game regular season rushing record for a quarterback with, I think, 176 yards. He looked unstoppable against the Dolphins our defense is fucking terrible but i'm i'm enjoying games it's nice like i wake up and i'm like i want to watch this bears game it's not like oh i'll i'll catch the 40 seconds of it that's on red zone because we're never scoring it's like i just watch the game and it says points 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 justin fields looks awesome uh cole commit's finally doing stuff chase claypool i'm all in Fuck it. He's a Notre Dame guy. So that's just add them all to the Bears. I'm happy.
2: Jake, have you ordered your official Justin Fields jersey yet?
1: Uh not that's yet. I think of just taping over the zero and uh of the the Trubisky jersey and then just <laughs> doing doing a name change.
4: There you go. That's the that's the wedding budget there, Jake.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Is it is it not in the wedding registry yet? I should, I should do like a (laughs) crazy alternate sign fields Jersey on the registry.
3: Damn. You guys, uh, you guys saw the quote from uh, Mike McDaniels, right? About what he said to Justin Fields. Uh, Something about his scrambling, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's like, I, I need He needs to stop doing that or something
3: yeah he's like yeah i told justin fields to stop scrambling and then he just kind of ignored me because he just kept doing it
1: <laughs> god yeah like that was i mean that's really funny he said that but like if we could have just got a one stop or not you know had a block punt return for a touchdown we got a one like it's crazy also the packers suck i'm just gonna throw that out there too that was the funniest game i've ever watched was the packers losing to the lions with three red zone interceptions all made funnier because Dan needed them to win the game, just win the game to, to seal off his parlay. And they just refused to. <laughs> it was every
4: interception was more egregious than the first one too. It was just like, what am I watching here? And then you felt like they were still going to find a way, but yeah, um, Aaron Rogers dead to me.
1: See ya. I think my favorite one was when Rogers threw it off the helmet of the Lions guy. And it got picked. And then he starts blaming his team. Like, who is he yelling at? I have no idea. Like it everyone's (laughs) blocked. It wasn't like a drop catch. It was just Aaron (laughs) Rodgers' fault.
4: Oh man, that was rough. I knew that you were enjoying every bit of it though, Jake. So gave you some enjoyment. I'm
1: sorry you had to be a casualty of that, Dan.
3: Well, there's two casualties here because I am also with Dan. But it's always good to see a happy Jake. We've been rooting for it all season. Glad it finally happened. And in other NFL news, our boy Josh Allen has injured his UCL. I'm going to go to Paige. What do we think here, bud?
0: Yeah, tough uh, tough knock for my Bills. Um, I think if it's season ending, I think the Bills season would, at least their postseason hopes, would be uh, would be ruined. Um yeah, I think it's a knock for football, too. It just sucks. He's he's one of the most exciting players of the, in the game. And, uh, you know, you hate to see a guy like that go down. I think the report as of today was he's like he's day to day. So
4: it doesn't feel like it's like he needs Tommy John or anything like that.
0: Yeah, that was a wild diagnosis. When they pull up the UCL in football, you're just like, what? What's going on here? Yeah,
2: isn't that- I mean, Paige, isn't this more of like a common baseball injury?
0: Yeah. Yeah. UCL, a UCL injury, you immediately think Tommy John, at least in baseball. Um, and you saw, I think there was like a play at the end of the game where his elbow definitely got fucked up, no doubt about it. But from a baseball perspective, it's usually more just wear and tear of throwing a baseball and not necessarily like being a little bit hyperextended like that. Not mm-hmm. not that damage couldn't be done there, but um, it just felt weird that they said they pulled a UCL card. I was just like, "Sheesh."
4: <laughs> he's apparently done it before, though, too. Like he's heard that same UCL, like in college, I think. Which is which is a little concerning, but Definitely. yeah, that would be a, that would be a disaster for Buffalo. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe you know, might miss a game or two. Who's their backup? Is it Case Matt Barkley,
1: baby. Oh, <laughs> he's got a revenge game coming. Against the Vikings Sunday. It's Stephon Diggs against the Vikings. (laughs) They're going to serve the Vikings their second loss of the season. It's going to be Case Keenum. (laughs) with Stephon Diggs. Think about that. Damn. That's literally the Minnesota miracle. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to become their nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: sounds like we're kind of talking about the witching hour here. And with that, speaking of Bills and Vikings... There's a quarterback, not necessarily on the hot seat, AC seat is cousins that
1: guy. When we say that guy, do we mean like can win a Super Bowl? Or like is like one of the best quarterbacks? I'm thinking, uh, can he pull off wearing
3: everyone's chains shirtless on a PJ, flying back from a game, and probably not knowing a single word to the song that they're playing?
1: um i i'm all down for that i think he's bonding with the team team seems to like him uh talent wise i don't know like let me ask everyone a question would you rather have jimmy garoppolo or kirk cousins as your quarterback probably kirk i'd take captain kirk Would do you
3: i don't captain
1: know kirk. <laughs> Nah, i'd go
3: uh actually yeah probably kirk he's a man of faith Jimmy G sleeps with point stars.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. I guess I I still think Kirk Cousins is definitely not the guy.
3: Hmm.
1: All I'm gonna say, remember when I had that wild pick
4: that the Vikings were going to the Super Bowl? Oh my god. How are your Chargers doing, Daniel? They beat the Falcons. <laughs> they 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 didn't quite falcon as hard as the
1: Falcons Falconed. You think the the Vikings can beat the Eagles, could they? Yes,
4: will they probably not? I mean, think it like thinking of Kirk Cousins like a hostile playoff game in Philadelphia, does not bode well for the Vikings,
1: yeah i think I think your best bet, Dan, is Vikings are the second seed. Cowboys beat the Eagles in a wild card Vikings or, host, yeah, Vikings host the Cowboys. Yeah, and then, yeah, which
4: I think the Vikings and Cowboys play in a couple weeks too.
1: They do. Are
3: you
4: ready, Cooper?
2: Oh, I was born ready.
1: <laughs> He's been waiting for this Vikings. Game <laughs> I, might, I, might to, uh, I might have to.
2: I might have to hit up our uh, our good friend uh, Trevor Coate and put a friendly wager on that game.
3: Oh, just drive your ass up to Fremont, go to Petroski's with him.
2: Is that a Vikings bar?
3: Yeah. It's a it's a pretty cool bar actually, but the guy spends a lot of time there. <laughs> Called but, out <laughs> all love for my boy Trev. <laughs> uh, last part of our NFL headlines here are my CL Seahawks are soaring right now, not only in the power rankings but in the NFC West. Uh, <clears throat> I'll take the lead here. I think the biggest things to kind of note are we had Wollen and Kenneth Walker the third as the NFL's or NFC, excuse me. Offensive and defensive rookies of the month, and I could be wrong, but Geno Smith, maybe the NFC player of the month, or maybe it was of the week, but, um, yeah, no, the Hawks are <laughs> looking good. The defense is ages ahead of what they were doing weeks one through four. I'm happy with it, and uh, the thing that kind of shivers my timbers a little bit is Pete talking about, yeah, you know, Gino doesn't uh, – or Gino wears a wristband, so he kind of like can adjust place quicker and do things more efficiently. And I send the boys an article from ESPN, and Russ kind of like shakes it off. It's like, Yeah, well, we want a games, we want a lot of games, whatever. I'm just like, Take that, Russ, you and your danger witch, no longer available. But those are my two cents. Uh, anyone else have anything on that?
2: I just I have a quick question for you, Zambi. Yeah. Uh, has Gino done enough to prove that he's the guy, you know, not only this year. I mean, I think you cemented that, but going into next year or is there still, you know, this like idea that the Seahawks will draft a quarterback?
3: Yeah, that's a good uh, question, Q. Uh If Gino keeps us up this year, I think the Seahawks probably offer him like a two, three year deal. Maybe like, cause he's making three and a half right now. I think they probably up it to about five or six. It kind of really depends on how he finishes out the year, but I mean, he's been consistent. Granny's a little bit older. So that's kind of like the, the caveat on it, but uh, yeah, no, I think he gets an offer and it's kind of one of those locker room things where if he's not going to take five or six, you kind of see what you can work around, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy for Gino. I think he deserves a little bit of a bag, not too big of a bag, but a bag.
4: I can see the Seahawks going like the Chiefs route with Alex Smith, where you have a perfectly good option, but if you can go get your quarterback that you love, then you then then you got to go. So we'll see. Depends on. I mean, the, depends on where that Broncos pick is too, right? Like it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But Geno's Gino's awesome. Kenneth Walker Zambi, that guy is just fantastic. He
3: is like a game changer. Yeah, no, huge canine guy, uh, fastest running back rookie in Madden. They've probably upped it already. But, um, yeah, sunny skies in Seattle for the future. Maybe not so much right now where Jake's at. But, um, yeah, go Hawks. And second part of our segment here, we have the most and least confident. Leaning off here, we have Jake, most confident Eagles over the Texans.
1: Yeah, I would say that hit pretty well. Uh, Texans did start out scrappy in the first half, but then they remember they were the Texans and they were bad at football. So the Eagles just ran away with it. And um, yeah, I feel very, I, I feel like that most confident hit.
3: Hey, Right on. And you're at uh, least confident. Any uh, takeaways
1: from the Raiders-Jags? Uh, only this was a least confident game. Like what Raiders were up 17 points, I think. Yeah, and then blew 17. this game. <laughs> And so I think that makes three games this season the Raiders have blown a seventeen or more point lead, which is oh my God terrible. Like that's just clock management. That's coaching. That's you can't clearly your team has the talent. You just can't coach a team or I don't know this. It's not responding. And Devontae Adams must be going insane. Um, so yeah, but chaos and go Jags. Hey, Duval. All right, well, give me your most confident and least confident here. Oh, for this week? Um, most confident, I'm going to go the Kansas City Chiefs over the Jaguars. I I just don't see how the Jags can win in Kansas City whatsoever. Um, as for least confident, there's a lot of good garbage games going on this week. Um, but I'm going to go with... The Steelers versus Saints. Um, I'll say the Saints win just because I think the Saints or the Steelers quarterbacks are terrible, but it's both these teams are blah, but then can be kind of like, eh, but then usually are like, meh. So, hey, you know, fair enough. Uh,
3: next person up, we have Zane. His most confident was the Dolphins over the Bears three-point win there least confident being the Rams over the Buccaneers took an L on that one by three points again uh fellas do we have any picks from him or no
1: we'll have to show up for this one to to have (laughs) picks Dan didn't get picks last week
3: it you know that's fair all right this brings us to Cooper most confident bills over the New York Jets
2: uh, yeah, that didn't exactly go according to the plan. I mean, granted, uh, Josh, uh, Josh, I was experiencing his injury, but, um, yeah, Zach Wilson, for whatever reason, ha- can throw the ball 15 times a game and still win games. So, um, whatever works, I guess. Uh, and then uh, my least confident Packers over Lions. I think Aaron Rodgers is like, done with the season (laughs) I'm surprised he hasn't just like said yo I'm I'm going to the mountains in Peru and just going on an ayahuasca trip (laughs) so the fact that he's still in that locker
1: room is uh impressive if someone wanted to run a don't do drugs campaign they should just show Aaron Rodgers stats before this season and right now you know this is your your stats off drugs this is your stats on drugs and I think it would scare a lot of people straight because Aaron Rodgers sucks. I mean, do you think Danica Patrick's doing ayahuasca right now? I I have no idea what her hobbies are, but maybe.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't think she is. <laughs> Coop, hit me with your uh, most confident for the week.
2: Uh, I, for sure. But before I uh, get into that, Jake, what happens when Aaron Rodgers, you know, decides that he really wants to be a Chicago bear this off season (laughs) uh, and they, and they trade Justin
1: Fields. Uh, There's no way in (laughs) hell we would trade Justin Fields. We, we basically uh, traded for chase Claypool just so the Packers couldn't have him. That's hilarious. And objectively funny. Uh, No way we'll trade anything to the Packers. Like I was surprised the lions and Vikings were doing in, divisional trades but there's there's no way like and justin fields is the guy put the nfc north on notice we have our guy and we're not this year but in like two to three years watch out uh fair
2: enough um my most confidence i'm going
4: with There's, this is a tough play. I'm going to yeah. go
2: I'll go Rams Cardinals. I'll take the Rams. I think that's kind of make or break for them at this point in the season. Um and then my least confident I will go I'll go Lions Bears. Think that could go either way.
3: Fair enough. you scared me for a second. I thought my zoom went down. It's like, ah, am I frozen? <laughs> All righty. Respect the picks, respect the picks. And that brings us to J Page, most confident being the Dolphins over the Bears. How are you feeling about that win?
0: Uh feel good. Uh I remember being a spite pick, so feel really <laughs> good about that. Um, yeah, definitely a lock there. Uh for the least confident. Panthers over Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals won, right? Or am I wrong? Panthers win. Bengals Uh, are absolutely
1: uh, the Panthers.
0: Take their teeth in. (laughs) Joe Mixon at five touchdowns. That's right. That's right. Sorry, I didn't follow it this week. Um, but I think that proves the uh, least confident status there. Um this week, my lock, I'm going with Titans over Broncos. And then least confident, I'm going to go Seahawks over Bucks. Is Tom back, question mark? (laughs) That game would
4: actually be pretty good to watch. I don't think I'm watching it at 6.30 in the morning.
1: (laughs) Right? Neither will I. (laughs) Dude, why are the Bucks favorite in that game? Can anyone explain that to me? I think it's literally Tom
4: Brady, Geno Smith, and not factoring this year, just historically. That's what the that's what that's what it's coming down to for people.
1: Does, does everyone want to just throw on ten dollars with me on Moneyline Seahawks? Like it feels like the best bet of Sunday.
3: Uh once I'm back to even with you, Jake, <laughs> then we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> um No, I saw a Twitter theory that it would be minus six bucks if it's in Tampa, but it's minus three because uh, Seattle has to travel further. Don't know how accurate that is, but yeah. And with that, I guess I am up. My most confident being Vikes over Commanders squeaked out with the three-point win. I do think the Vikings are a little bit fraudulent. I don't think... I mean, yeah, I, I don't trust the likes. Sorry, Co. At uh, least confident being the Rams of the Bucks. That obviously played out as it was. And for my week 10 predictions here, uh, let us see. I think I am going to go with. Sorry, I've been looking at the previous weeks so I can talk on this segment. <laughs> I am, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to say Hawks over Bucks. Reason behind that being, the Seahawks are the second most popular team in Germany, and the Seahawks also have a German player on their team, which I believe is going to be the only player to play in Germany since it's the first time in Munich.
1: Why? Why? Are it could are the be Seahawks in Hamburg. Popular in Germany.
3: I honestly cannot give you a good answer. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> I love it, but I'm just confused. I'm like, do we have a big German population? <laughs> uh, uh, if our listeners are
3: on Twitter, just look up Geno Smith Tower Mural. And there's a huge one of, of like, basically the Drake Toronto Tower, but for Munich, it's pretty cool. Uh, least confident. Uh, I'm going to say Carl's and Rams, I think. Because I feel like the Rams are kind of in an identity crisis. And I think Kyler Murray and Buda Baker are pissed off. So I think that's what's going to happen. And if that does, then, I mean, I guess whoever loses this game, their season is pretty much over in that FC West. But that's what I'm going to go with for my least confident. And this brings us to Daniel's son, no picks last week, but here's what you got.
4: Yes, no picks last week, unfortunately. Sorry to uh, let everyone down. Um, my picks for this week, though, most confident. Coop, surprise you didn't take this. Cowboys over the Packers at Lambeau. Revenge for Des caught it. Coop, have you seen the promos for, for this game? Fox was doing a lot of commercials on it, and it had the the Des catching it play, and I feel like it would just really piss you off.
2: Oh, I mean, I know it's kind of yeah. I've seen that. Like everyone's like, Mike McCarthy's like return the Lambo and shit. I mean, I I just I don't know. I feel like it's we're bound to lose a game, and I don't know. I could see Aaron Rodgers
4: kind of has the Cowboys number, dude. After seeing what the hell they did, like they, they made the Lions defense look good. <laughs> Uh, and they they literally did the impossible. So, I mean, Micah Parsons and the boys coming in off a of bye week. I I think I I like the Cowboys in that game, <clears throat> big time. Um, least confident, I would. This one should not even be on this list, but I'm going with the Jeff Saturday led Colts against the Raiders, which oh, is more God. of a testament to the Raiders how bad they are because. I think anyone would think that you would be most confident in the team playing Jeff Saturday in the Colts, but the Raiders have given us zero reason to have confidence in them, as Jake pointed out previously. So Colts Raiders is going to be just weird. It's going to be fascinating. Um, it's not going to be good, but it'll, it'll definitely be uh, very unique, I think.
1: It might be Camp television, honestly.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly might be like a car crash
1: where, yeah. you, where you can't look away. Yeah.
2: I feel like Jeff Saturday is just going to come out with like shoulder pads and a helmet and be like, all right, I'm going in, guys.
1: <laughs> this is how you snap the fucking
2: ball. <laughs> just like just like in Longest Yard <laughs> when Burt Reynolds just says, fuck it, I'm strapping up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i see that movie.
3: Oh, Dan Cena hey. movie. Hey. Oh, there you go. Hey, it's <laughs> not your Bud. I could Dan. <laughs> uh, and I think, unless you guys, everything else that should wrap up our NFL segment here.
1: I just before we leave, I was thinking about what you said, Zambi, about the mural of Geno Smith in Munich. Imagine if in like 2017 I walked up to you guys, I'll be like, 2022, Geno Smith's gonna have a gigantic mural in Munich, Germany, and just walk <laughs> away. <laughs> like that's just the most random. What a crazy world we live in you know i'll take it <laughs>
0: yep are we uh are we doing wide world or no
1: no we don't have one for this week oh boo okay let the people
4: down was there one last week I, I didn't make it that far in our episode
1: there was but i didn't do it or you did it correct oh yeah uh
3: dan you want the the hints <laughs> oh absolutely this is good this is good stuff for the listeners <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, because probably no one listened that far last (laughs) week. Um, They were the first round in the 19... uh, Where's this untitled document here? Oh, actually, yeah, number one overall pick in the 1980 MLB draft. Okay. And uh, boys on the pod, I'm going to switch it up a little bit because they got it pretty quickly last time. Hint number two, I'm an author. Okay. <laughs> I was born in L.A., a place I also played, from Crenshaw. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: <laughs> okay. Just to speed it up, I'm going to combine two little things here. I once had colon cancer but I'm still alive. I'm a born again Christian. (laughs) Uh, I have nothing there.
4: You guys got this quickly?
1: Well, he Uh, had the clues in different orders.
3: (laughs) I had a 16 year career predominantly in the National League. So, Dan, I'm just going to combine three of these, and you better get it. (laughs) I once solicited sex from a police officer. I had a bad cocaine addiction, and I used to have sex in between innings. Daryl Strawberry? (laughs) Yep.
0: Those three were like his first
4: three (laughs) hits.
0: All right. Good job, Dan. Right. <laughs> absolute electric factory, but uh, no new one this week. Maybe we'll bring it back next week as we're recapping a uh, hopeful we'll But oh, knock uh, on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood, sure, sure, gonna be a sloppy one. But uh, hey, great episode, boys. If you guys are still with us, thanks for listening all the way through, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Go Zags,
1: go Zags, go Zags, go Zags. deuces.